Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's up, Kansas City? Thanks for hanging with us. It's your girl, Jillian, and win with Uno Cero. And we've got Kramer in the booth. We are continuing our 50 hours of coverage to shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs for 50 amazing years and uh they did a little thing today so we're probably going to talk about that yeah just a tiny little we'll probably talk some royals and some sporting oh yeah too. for sure all the sporting talk tonight <laughs> all the soccer talk you want no usl we're, yeah, so. we're, we're definitely not doing that <laughs> no we're pretty geeked to be in here uh you've got us for the next couple hours and we are pretty excited to talk through not only the 50 years of chiefs history but specifically the game today and uh, what is to come? Because there's a lot. There is uh, so much to talk about with this game. We are going to the Super Bowl. I just, I have mixed emotions. I 100% am proud to, like, I I cried. It was immediate tears. I did. Really? Um, I did. There were lots of tears. Um, happy tears. There was lots of running around. There was lots of high-fiving. Um, pretty proud of Kansas City. Just you know, you you can, like, watch social media and feel like you're in eight different places at once, right? And I was watching fireworks at Power and Light. I was watching the ceremony on the field. I was watching people just, you know, um, the Stone Cold celebration with beers. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> doing the, the Stone Cold Steve Austin celebration. Yes, incredible things, incredible ways that Kansas City was uh, celebrating. And, man, it feels good. It's been a long time, long time coming. I think uh, there's been ups and downs, more downs than ups. But tonight was amazing, so pretty excited. I am emotionally drained. As soon as we get done with the show, I'm going to drive home and I'm going to pass out immediately because today was like this morning. I was not really anxious about the game, but I knew like this could be a very bad night. This could be a very sad show, and then I got to do three hours tomorrow from seven to seven to ten uh, as we continue our fifty hours of. Live coverage to celebrate, well, to, to highlight the fact that it's been 50 years since this Kansas City Chiefs team has been to the Super Bowl. So um, I I was thinking about, okay, well, how am I going to do, I like, if if need be, how am I, how am I going to do three hours of, yeah, we're not going to the Super Bowl? <laughs> I was thinking about that because you got to think about that stuff. It would be rough. That'd it would have be been rough. Bad. Yeah, it'd be rough, Kramer. I know. It's, it, it'd be really rough to do it that way. But then... That game started, and I was just, I had this cool confidence about me. And obviously, the beginning of that game, that first quarter, happened the way that many first quarters happened for Chief, for the Chiefs this year, where they started out slow, but then they, they, they started to get hot in that second quarter, like we have seen from the Chiefs this year. And they were able to get that lead at halftime. When they got that lead, I'm telling you, I was like, we got it. I was like, we got it. We get the ball back at the top at, at the beginning of the second half, which they didn't capitalize on that first drive, but second drive they did. But I was just 
I felt this cool confidence. And when they went up 28-17, I was like, we got this. We're done. It's over. Mm-hmm. Like, even though, you know, even though the, the Titans tried to make it interesting late after being down 18, I was like, yeah, we got this. And that, it was just such a great feeling when they went up 35-17. to Like, that's when I, you're, you realize, as a fan, we're going to the damn Super Bowl. Like, we, our team is going to the Super Bowl. That really hit me hard. I was like, wow, man. Like, my, what is it now, 26, no, 27 years as a Chiefs fan. And almost 27 years. And, like, not at any point in my lifetime had they reached that pinnacle. Mm -hmm. And now they've finally done it. It just, and obviously there's more to go, but it's, it's something that for me as a Chiefs fan, I wasn't certain I'd see it. Because right. we've gotten our hearts broken so many times over the years in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was it was very emotionally draining. And, like, when that release happened when they went up by 18, I was like, wow. All these years. And it finally paid off here. We still got one more game to go. Right, the big one. Yeah. But yeah, I'm with you on that. It was I felt like we had it. We were good. We were in a good enough place. We had the lead. We were making big plays, a big stop, and then there were like little hints of from very some chief esque behaviors, you know, towards oh, the yeah. end there. I mean, even in the Brought beginning, even in the beginning with those damn penalties, yeah, the 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 offsides, which was like the bane of our existence at the right. end of that Patriots game last year in the AFC Championship game. There was back to back offside. Yes. I think that's when people are starting to and I was guess. Like, and I was like, oh my god, Chris, right. would you jump off? Like Frank had an offside. Like come on, come on, guys, get it together! Right, right. They were just they were they were aiding the Titans in being able to to continue these drives, something that they were doing when they played them, early you know back in November. They were aiding them, and they were also hurting themselves with dumb penalties. They were doing the same thing here, and so I was like, mm, I don't know if uh, I don't I don't I don't know if they are going to be able to overcome themselves early on. Because they looked like they were, like, really itching to get out there and prove something, and they were a little overzealous early on. Right. So I was like, guys, get it together mentally. But they did. I think from a fan's perspective, as you said, 20-plus years being a fan, you know, I think back to literally I became a Chiefs fan when I attended a Neil Smith football camp. I was the only girl there, and I just wanted to be like my brother, so I always played football. And I got to meet Neil Smith. I got to meet Derek Thomas. It was right then and there that I actually truly started to become a Chiefs fan. I was 12 years old. From then on, you know, I would see Bill Moss at the grocery store. I I have, like, actual (laughs) memories of um, the Schottenheimers lived near us. Um, Just different things, and the Chiefs just became such a prevalent piece of who we were and who Kansas City was, you know. The 90s when we were good, very good, and people knew it and people there was buzzing, but just never really made it any farther than what some playoff games here and there, um, but never really made it there. And then I became, you know, part of the organization in 2010, which was a big year. Um, We hosted the wild card game, got crushed, and then it was downhill. We were 2-14. and We had a murder-suicide. We had all these things coming into play that were just negative, negative, negative. And then 2013 comes around. And Big Red comes to town, and the tide begins to turn, whether it was, I think he had seven straight wins right away as soon as he started. I think it was nine. Nine. I think it was nine. Um, 
But, you know, he started that momentum shift and it took a while, but it's just, it's like that steady growth and it's been building. And, you know, we had our, obviously then some changes. The appeal area was tough, um, but bringing in Veach, bringing in Mahomes, the anticipation has been building. And just for, I just feel like the city is just so excited about this and so behind it. And tonight, I felt like the game like almost represented the past, I would say, well, at least my 10 years. Um, started slow, right? It looked like, oh, gosh, are we awake again? Are we going to see what happens again? <laughs> Here we again? go again. <laughs> right? And then, but it got picked up, and they started doing their things. Mahomes just just truly became, you know, he is that leader, and I think he grows. I think he grew in this game as a leader. Um, but then toward the end, it was just a confident lead, and then, you know, those little, little mental mistakes uh, came into play, but I feel like that's something that represents the Chiefs' kind of run, I suppose. But moving into this, the ceremony was beautiful. I'm sure we'll talk through everybody who was there, which is really cool for the Hunt family specifically. I mean, the trophy's called the Lamar Hunt Trophy. Yeah. It belongs here. So it's very nice to have it back. Uh, really cool to see the whole Hunt family, you know, up there on the stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donovan Veach, really cool to see that. What do you think about Travis Kelsey's words there? <laughs> I loved it. I I think those kind of moments that, you know, you know, like, to me, that's probably going to go up there with, like, Johnny Gomes when he was at the parade and he had that impassioned speech at the, you know, when they were, when they were uh, on stage there in front of union station and he he cut that great promo. I think that's going to be up there with them unless he gets a better one at the Super Bowl. Should they win in a couple weeks? We'll see something like that again. I think like for me, it was, it was really cool to see because, um, a, it would have been really sad to see the Titans up there on that stage oh at Arrowhead. Oh my god! Oh my god! It would have been terrible. Yeah. But I, it was it was great for me as a fan because it's like every year we watch those AFC Championship games mm-hmm. and we see someone not some team not named the Chiefs celebrating winning the AFC Championship. The trophy that is called Lamar yeah. Trophy. That and is it's our-, our it's it's our founders trophy. Right. It's it, it's a trophy named after our founder who created the league that now became the conference that the Chiefs play in. Mm -hmm. And for me as a fan, it was always like, man, I wish the Chiefs could be the ones to be in that situation, holding that trophy, celebrating in front of their fans, Uh having the confetti flying around to celebrate their great accomplishment of going to the Super Bowl. Usually at this time, it's just like, oh, well, you know, I kind of want, you know, X team to win just because I kind of like this player or whatnot. Yeah. Like it's different now because like I really care for it the does. team's success, yeah. <laughs> and it's it is so amazing. It's very surreal, and I probably won't. It probably won't really hit me until later on in the week. Maybe next week when they when we get like Super Bowl Media Day yes. and we start seeing prop bets and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and we start seeing all the coverage that they do for the Super Bowl. That's when it's gonna hit me because right now it's like, it's like and and. And part of it's kind of like business as usual because you know this team's not gonna gonna not gonna put this up too high because they know they still have a game to win. No. But just me as a fan, it's, it's it's different because it was even though I I was very confident in the Chiefs winning, you don't really think about the ramifications of them winning until well afterwards. Yeah. And I'm so emotionally drained right now that I really haven't taken the taken the time to process the ramifications of this win though it was it's been really cool watching like ESPN and you see Super Bowl 54 and you see the Chiefs versus Niners 
yeah, you see the graphic and you got the Niners logo and the Chiefs logo right next to each other. And it's just like, wow. This is our Super Bowl. And and not only it's our team playing in it. So there's extra added stakes to it besides just picking a team for betting reasons or picking a team just to be right. So yeah, it's it, it'll hit me at some point later on this week or next week, but right now it's a very surreal feeling for me as a fan. Yeah, emotionally draining is, uh, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I had to roll in today in my pajamas. Yeah, she, because... got, her, she got her Chiefs jammies on. <laughs> I have my Chiefs Because she's going to go home and sleep just like me. As soon as I get on, I'm throwing this hoodie off and I'm I'm passing out. Yes, it's I'm... been a day. It's a good yeah. emotional roller coaster. Yes. Worth it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, from the text line, could you replay Kelsey's words? I don't think we have his words. I will tell you in a nutshell, he said it's been a long seven years and something he's learned is he's got a fight. For your right to party. And he brought a lot of color and celebration to a really nice ceremony, but um, as in true hunt fashion, and and it was very uh, nice and calm and PC and very much a celebration of Lamar Hunt. We got it. We got it. I'll I'll play it here. Oh, we do? We got got it. it. All right, then. I'll tell you what. It's been seven years coming, baby. I learned one thing since I've been here. You got to fight for your right. I love Travis Kelsey. So much better heard from him than me. I love Travis Kelsey. <laughs> He's awesome because I felt like the ceremony was very nice. It was a nod to the Hunts. Norma Hunt was there. She kissed the trophy called the Lamar Hunt Trophy, which is incredible. I have a big place in my heart for that and who Lamar Hunt is, what he did for the game of football. We talked about the AFL, mm-hmm. becoming the AFC, et cetera. But I think Travis Kelsey doing that at the end was fantastic. I think that just brought it back to, hey, it is our time to celebrate. Yes. I and was cool. it, was, it was great because it was... Uh, a humanizing moment for a franchise that has been defined by tons of failure in the most crucial of games. Like, that was the legacy. That's all you heard for, you know, when people were talking about the Chiefs and the Posey. Well, this is the regular Chiefs choke job when they were down 24 nothing to the Texans. And then Titans, oh, they're down 17-7. They can't stop the run. We talked about that all week long. And, and that Bob was, being, yeah, about being scared of Henry yeah, and, and just, choking and they can't get it done in big games. That was the narrative all year long. Mm-hmm. And finally, that narrative should be shed now because now we've got a team that's not going to go and do what the Alex Smith Chiefs did or what the Elvis Gerbach Chiefs did or what the Trent Green Chiefs did, mm-hmm. what the Matt Castle Chiefs did. We don't have to worry about that anymore. And that is such a freeing feeling now that we don't have to be defined by our past anymore. That's something that, as a Chiefs fan, is one of the most rewarding things about this playoff run. Certainly exciting. We did hear from Kelsey. When we come back, we will hear from Big Red, but we got on the text line. Are you reading text? Yes, we are. Yes, we're reading text, and we'll take your calls, too, as long as you're not too drunk. (laughs) Call in 913-576-7610. We do have a call in line. We'll take that when we get back as well. All right, when we get back, we'll take that, and we'll also hear from Big Red. Stay with us. We are back in for a special edition of Overtime Extended Post Game Coverage. Yeah. Part of the 50 hours of coverage that 610 Sports Radio is committed to providing after uh, 50 incredible years of Chiefs uh, football. However, tonight was just the chariot. Well, we'll say the whipped cream and 
chocolate syrup on top. Not quite the cherry because we got one more game to yeah, go, we don't still, we? We still have one more. You got to put the sprinkles on top. Sprinkles, too. all yeah. the things. Not well, there just yet. Yeah. Yeah, not quite there, but it, we're getting there. It's pretty damn nice to be in the Super Bowl right now. <laughs> It Pretty still damn sounds nice. so crazy to say it, but yeah, right. the awesome Chiefs are heading to the Super as, Bowl. We as Chiefs fans have been conditioned to believe that our team can't get there because of the terrible failures that this team has had in the playoffs. So it is refreshing and rewarding in the very short time that we have we have been able to enjoy the fact that this team is now Super Bowl bound. Yes, they are. And uh, we get to hear from the leader of the team, Big Red himself. It was really fun to watch him during the ceremony. Uh, I think my favorite moment might have been when he shared one of his favorite phrases with the crowd at Arrowhead. Um, when he said, let's do it all together. Uh, uh, let's give one more. How about the Chiefs? That was probably my favorite moment. That was, that was a pretty great moment. That was awesome. I, uh, I actually really enjoyed that because that's kind of been one of the things that he's done ever since they've like really been doing a lot of the filming in the locker room yeah, the last exactly. couple seasons. And they always put that on the video that they that they post on their on their Twitter page and Facebook page after the games. And so, Instagrams too. They got yeah. them all. Oh yeah, so it was like it was really cool, like a great inclusive moment for the fans to be able to be a part of that very famous chant now. And, and it's great because you see just how important Andy is for the culture of that team. Like the culture you see on the defensive side, the culture you see on the offensive side, Andy has his fingerprints all over it. And so it was great seeing him be able to enjoy that big moment out there on the stage because he is someone that has been very much maligned in this city and nationally for his inability to win games like this. Right. And so it's nice to see him get that, get a little bit of that taste of success Mm -hmm. that he hasn't had in like 15 years, almost 16 years now. And let's hope he can, he could win the big one now for his legacy. And you know, that's something that he does for his players. He encourages them to be themselves, have their own personality, have their own swag. And that's something that I feel he has shown them. With his, how about those Chiefs? He comes running around the corner. He's dabbing when it was a thing a few years ago. He's doing all those things and showing <laughs> his personality and encouraging his team to do the same, which I think is, is pretty admirable. Yeah, and I think that's one of the, and I like the fact, like, because you saw this past week, you had players talking that mess for the oh, Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. had Tyreek Hill talking that mess about he didn't think anybody in the NFL could they, that that he thought nobody in the NFL could stop any of the guys on that team. You have Frank Clark talking mess about how Derrick Henry ain't that hard to tackle, which a lot of people were killing him for on Saturday, and he backed that bleep up. Right, like it was it was it's great seeing guys on this team go out here and either kind of show that they they got some attitude, they got some cockiness in them, or they talk about it and they 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 demonstrate it verbally. And the fact that he installed uh, a level of swagger mm-hmm. from a character it, yeah. standpoint, like that's something that a lot of coaches, like Bill Belichick, he tries to yell and coach the swagger out of you as a player. Mm-hmm. Like he wants these guys to be well-oiled machines. But Andy Reid's like, no, I want my guys to have fun. I want my guys to enjoy playing football. Just be I, who they are. Yeah, and like that's one of the things that was so that's been so fun about watching this Chiefs team is that they are so fun to watch just from a character standpoint. They look like they're enjoying playing football. And that's not something that I'm really used to seeing consistently from watching the Chiefs over the years. Like when Pioli was here, they didn't really push that from their players. No. 
No, like they, they kind of like, yeah, yeah, stop having fun on the field. They were so buttoned up and mm-hmm. so... Um, Belichickian. Exactly. Very Belichickian. Yeah. And yeah. it's great to see that swagger come back on the field. And especially with the way that they've been expanding the filming that they've done for social media, it's really great seeing it. Just being videotaped for like the franchise, being put on their social media pages. Because as a fan, it kind of builds up pride in me. Like, yeah, Frank, talk that bleep. Talk that mess. Go out here and be comfortable with with being able to say, yeah, we're 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 not afraid of Derrick Henry. We can tackle him. He ain't that hard to tackle. I don't care how big he is. That's something that Andy Reid very much has his hands all over. And we we've been seeing that for years now. I love watching it. Yeah, and let's hear from him now and hear what he's had to say. Uh pretty exciting to hear regardless of before game, after game, but this was pretty special to hear from him and a big, big win. So let's hear from Big Red now. All right. Where's the trophy? Man. <laughs> Listen, first of all, I'm, I'm so happy for the Hunt family and bringing that trophy back here. Wow. How great is that? That's right. That's right. That's right. Thank you, Randy. I'm proud of our team for the effort that they uh, showed today. Um, uh, never die is kind of their their thing. I mean, it's getting behind like this, tough on an old guy, but they did they did a nice job coming back and um, uh, you know again fired up, fired up to go to Miami. You need to get on a diet so I can fit in my clothes so we can go do our thing. But um, very proud, very proud of uh, everybody and. Uh, the job that they did, the coaches and uh, the coordinators for the plan that they had. EB talked to the team last night and got them all fired up. And EB's been there as a player and a coach. And uh, I thought he had some real great words for the uh, for the players uh, and coaches, for that matter. So, um, but the guys came out and played with a ton of energy. We had a few ups and downs there early. We were able to overcome those and um, get ourselves going in the right direction. And uh, anyways, uh, time's here. I, the fans were phenomenal. That thing out there right now, unbelievable. So, very good. Coach, uh, just as, as you look back on this season, especially the last couple of ball games, what would you say is the identity of this football team going into the season? Yeah, big hearts. So, they work hard, never give up. Um, they're going to give you four quarters of honest football every snap. And um, I appreciate that. They don't care about the score. They just bring it, and um, and that's paid off for us the last couple of weeks. Andy, is comparing this championship to the one that you won in Philly, like the cliche of comparing apples to oranges, are there parts of the journey that are similar? Oh, uh, yes. No, I mean, uh, sure, absolutely. Um, and I have fond memories of that. Um, so I'm glad Sal could come join us. He was at both of them, so he, he knows. Um, uh, it's uh, But... Uh, there's something special about this trophy with the Hunt family. Andy, everybody said they're excited for you to win this thing, for you and help you get back and you Who are you most excited for? I, I, I said it. I mean, I'm excited for the Hunt family and the players that have worked their tail off. I mean, the coaches. I mean, there's just so much effort that went into this. Coaches that were here before, you know, helped us get to this point. So, uh, you know, it takes, takes an army. It's not one guy at all. And... Um, so I just appreciate the effort by everybody. And, 
and then our fans. I can't wait to get all of them down to Miami. So I hope Miami's ready for that. Andy, 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 just curious whether you ever got to know Lamar Hunt, and if so, what's your I did. Yeah, I met him my first year uh, in the league. When I was at Philly, I was brand new. My first year as a head coach, um, he came up and started talking to me. And when I felt like I didn't know anybody, you know, and then we found out our brothers were geologists, or he was a geologist, and he found out my brother was a geologist. And I, all of a sudden, we struck a com- he struck the conversation and told me a little bit about his background in geology, and um, it was great. So, and then he was great to me my my whole career, yeah, up to. No, listen, last year we were four inches short, man. I mean, it, it was, um, and the guys made it a point um, to get better than that four inches. So, um, and it was, a, it was a joint effort. Those guys that had to sit through this last year and watch what went on out there, uh, that wasn't real big. That wasn't a, big, that, that wasn't a good thing. So I, they bared down and uh, they weren't going to go through that again. And, uh, and, you know, so you, you got to be a part of it, uh, just like I did. And uh, you watch how they, they came about and played. Very cool to hear him give so much credit and just be so excited for the Hunt family and bringing the trophy back. Yeah. I love that about him. Yeah, Clark Hunt was instrumental in getting him here to Kansas City. And he pretty much gave Andy the world to come here. And it's really cool seeing Andy's gratitude and Andy's diligence in trying to make sure that he repays that effort for the Hunt family and for us fans. And I believe that the players try to do that for Andy Reid. Yeah, because they can tell. They it's they just, know. They know. And Clark has made himself very open to the to the team in recent years. And he's made sure that he's pushed that we have high expectations as an organization. And we really expect you guys to go out and win championships. And I love that his goals match up with Andy's goals. And they've really worked in a, in a tandem to help bring championship football here, which yeah. I really appreciate. And I think we'll hear from him later. But Clark Hunt, you know, made comments of we had to lure the Reeds here to Kansas City. We're so grateful we did. And we're so grateful that his team and, you know, Mark Donovan being the president of the Chiefs, the front office, that everyone can work together collectively. Um, and, and when things like that happen, good things happen on the field, which is obviously what we saw tonight. Yep. So excited now. We've had a couple callers. Yeah, we've got on some the callers hook. We got a, on we the got phone line. we got one that's let's, been uh, loyal. Let's, let's yeah, let's get the JR and Lee Summit. JR, you are on the show. Guys, I appreciate you taking my call. Yeah, uh, how you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing well. Yeah, we're, we're tired, hey, but we're doing great. Good. Hey, stick with me just for a second. Um, my dad took me to the first playoff game in, uh, what, 96 when Lynn Elliott missed a field goal. We lost that game. Yeah. Uh, I've been a Chiefs fan my whole life. I appreciate the fact that my dad made me a Chiefs fan, even through the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. I watched that game. I watched the Broncos game. I was there for the no-punt game. I'm there for the Steelers playoff loss. I'm there for the Tennessee loss in the playoffs. I was there last year with the Patriots AFC loss. And with it, um, tonight is one of the best nights ever. I appreciate you guys taking my call. I've been on hold forever, and I love it. I, <laughs> I, I don't mind the fact of waiting to tell everybody on these airwaves how excited I am about what just happened tonight. 
I'm excited the fact that I booked uh, my wife and I's trip to Miami to go to this game. Yeah. Super Bowl. Um, I appreciate my dad making me a Chiefs fan through all the ups and downs. Tonight is one of the best nights ever. I'll never forget it. Um, I love the fact that Clark was holding that trophy tonight in honor of his dad. I know it's a great night for the Clark family. It's a, or the Hunt family, I'm sorry. It's uh, it's a great night for Kansas City. And I appreciate you guys taking my call. I hope that everybody's enjoying it tonight. And uh, let's go do this in Miami and let's finish it. Let's go, JR. Thank you so much for your fandom, <laughs> for your support. Congratulations. Your team is going to the Super Bowl, man. Yeah, that is, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you this. It, it's funny because, like, for many years, being a Chiefs fan sometimes felt like a curse. You know. Because yeah. we knew that when it came to the playoffs, something crazy was going to happen or we just didn't have the quarterback that we needed to get past the the Patriots or the Colts back in the day. The Steelers. Yeah, the Steelers. Yeah. And, like, now it's amazing as a fan because uh, we finally have a quarterback that we can trust to go beat those big teams. Right. Thanks for the call, JR. Yeah. From the text line real quick, just shout-out to Jeff, 50-plus years uh, of being a Chiefs fan. Now lives in Nashville, but had a great time tonight watching the Chiefs win. So, Jeff, congratulations. Your team's going to the Super Bowl. Well, I can imagine in that second quarter, the Chiefs are down 17-7. Yeah, you might have been back seven. and forth there, bro. And he's probably sweating there a little right. bit. And the Titans fans are feeling good because Derrick Henry had like 60 yards in that first quarter. And so he was probably like, yeah. And he's like, oh, come, come on, Patrick. Come on, do something for me. And then those uh, those touchdowns came on the board, and all of a sudden the Chiefs took a hold of that of that uh, of that game. And after that, like it seriously, when they went up twenty one seventeen, the game felt different. It just felt vastly different. And so yeah, shout out to you for sticking it out with those Titans fans. Because I bet you they were they were feeling pretty good after that 17-7 to lead. Yeah, I saw a live shot. It looked like they set up shop, like, in an intersection in the city, which I yeah, thought was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I did, did see, you guys that. see that. Yeah, I saw they that. They were going crazy. Oh, yeah. I wish they went to a live shot of Power and Light because you know those hooligans were going wild. Oh, yeah, there. yeah. Power and Light had to be crazy. They had fireworks. There were certainly had. a lot of people out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... But Shout still. out to him for going yeah. out and, and, <laughs> and being around Titans fans because I bet you that had to be rough early on. We also have uh, what is it, Ray in Kansas City? Ray, you are uh, you are on the radio. Yeah, uh, I think it's starting to kick in that we're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, Forty now, and uh, I remember as a teenager growing up with uh, Dave Craig and praying to God that we win, come back and make a comeback with uh, Gerbach and uh, all these quarterbacks that. Alex Smith, and you know, I went to um, uh, the Colts playoff game. And the oh Colts man! And, uh, <laughs> last year to the Patriots uh, to the championship game, and you know, uh, I was arguing a couple years ago with my uncle uh, that about uh, Andy Reid, and I unfriended him on Facebook because I said Andy Reid can't get us to the Super Bowl, and and you know, you know, we're he, my, my uncle, he's. You know, he went to the Super Bowl back in 1969. Oh, wow. Nice. So he's, he's a die hard. He's die hard. You right. Know what I mean? I'm rolling with the Chiefs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't talk about my Chiefs. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, man, I just feel like, you know what, man? We got that quarterback like uh, uh, we got that Elway. We got that Roethlisberger. We got that quarterback. You know what I mean? That 100 years 
you know, uh, quarterback that comes around, and uh, it was all worth it. So wow. all the heartbreak, and uh, it still hasn't kicked in. But, hey, man, I, I feel confident and cool now that Mahomes is uh, going dark. So I just, you know, I'm grateful. Me Thank too, you. man. Leading the charge. I got all the trust in the world in that guy. Yeah, thanks for the call, Ray. <laughs> Believe me, I, I there was some times where some doubt would creep in about Andy, but he always found a way to work past it. And ever since he's gotten Patrick Mahomes, it's like I don't want I don't want anyone else as my coach. Like I want him to coach until he's like eighty. Like seriously, <laughs> if he can do that, we can win as many championships as as we possibly can. I want that. Because I just, I, him and Mahomes feel just like such a great team. Such a good together. team. Yeah, for sure. Keep the calls coming. Thank you so much. It's 913 576 7610. Or text us, of course, as well, 69306. When we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about the Chiefs' defense and a one Derek Henry that might have been dethroned tonight. We want to get your opinion on that coming up next. We are back here live in the Brown and Crouppen studios. It is 610, and we are doing 50 hours of Chiefs coverage, and the phone lines have been off the hook. Thank you so much. We want to hear from all of you. Full phone lines right now. so uh... We are loving it. Kramer's (laughs) just killing it back there in the booth. I'm trying. Keeping it all in order here. He just answers calls and hits buttons. It's not that hard. Kramer, I think you're doing a great job. Don't let Uno Sarah. I think you are doing a great job. Let's not act like it's tough work over there. That we're supposed to be positive right air, now. Right? We're going to the Super Bowl. We are, we are on air. Right? I think people. we are. I'm pretty sure we are. <laughs> hey, quick shout out to the text line. Uh, we had a text come through. This man drove from Des Moines. Des Moines, Iowa. I think three hours three to hours. get to Arrowhead. Like about three and a half. Two and a half to three. I mean, like maybe the way I drive three and is two and a half. half I, I don't know. It, I, I could do it in two and a half. Yes, well. I think I'm Jeff Gordon out there. I think he represents a large portion of the Chiefs' kingdom who he feels very emotionally attached to the the Chiefs and the experience at Arrowhead today was a really good, uplifting one for him today. He recently lost his father. Prayers up for him, sir. And he came to Arrowhead and had a heck of an experience, obviously, with a win like tonight, pushing us toward the Super Bowl. Um, But really cool. Thanks for sharing. Your father was a Steelers fan for some reason is what he said. (laughs) Winning? That's why. (laughs) He said winning. (laughs) Winning. (laughs) But tonight was really good for him. Glad you made it out of the house down to Kansas City safely. Got to experience an incredible, memorable evening at Arrowhead and hope you got home safely as well. But honestly, I think this just represents so many members of the Chiefs kingdom. They feel so, you know, attached emotionally. And this is, you know, it's so cliche, but football is more than more than just football here in Kansas City. It truly is family. And seeing the entire Hunt family, um, obviously the late Lamar not with us, but his wife and four children there, I think that represents a lot. And I think that is what uh, the Chiefs, what makes the Chiefs special. I think it's one of the really cool things about, like, when the Royals had their World Series run Mm -hmm. is to hear the stories of fans having moments where, you know, I remember when my father introduced me to Royals baseball, Mm -hmm. took me to my first game, I caught my first foul ball, et cetera, et cetera. We got stories like that so much doing, when you know, because I produced a lot of Royals games, and so I've heard numerous stories from fans about, Great moments they've had family-wise, relationships they've had in regards to baseball. And obviously, Chiefs here are number one. So it's great having those kind of moments here as fans because so many people 
have these familial connections related to football, related to the Chiefs. And there's the Chiefs are so emotionally ingrained in Kansas Cityans that that's the reason why this is such a special night for us because it is such a big accomplishment for a team that, you know, growing up, you you love the Chiefs, you rooted for them, and if you, you know, won a big game against a good team at Arrowhead, it was kind of like winning the Super Bowl because you knew what happened in the playoffs. And so we enjoy every last moment of the regular season because we generally were like, playoffs are going to break our heart. And so it's great now for that stigma to be washed away with this win. Like no, it is just incredible. It's it incredible. feels incredible, and it, it is. It's a great feeling as a Chiefs fan to know that we don't have to live by that standard anymore. No, we don't. And one big reason was because we got past the Titans tonight, today, tonight. Uh, and one man, Derek Henry, who we have heard about him all week long, every single day, every hour of the day, whether it was watching highlight films or hearing about him or hearing, you know, his stats and how much he's going to come in and roll through and and listen he started strong he did he came out and rolled right through went <laughs> right up the middle a couple times but i think under 70 yards in total correct 69 yards on 18 rushes that was his entire game entire game patrick mahomes finished with 16 less yards i think he had like what six carries in that game 53 yards and i think it was actually 19 carries i think it was for for derrick henry six derrick henry 69 yards and and a touchdown. That was his entire stat line. All we heard about was 30 to 35 carries for Derrick Henry and all you know a, a buck 80 at least close to 200. Like that's what we heard. Two touchdowns from Derrick Henry. Nothing. <laughs> he was a non-factor. Ryan Tannehill was the one that had to try to be the one to get the Titans to climb out from that 18-point deficit. And Ryan Tannehill was not enough at the quarterback spot. And it was funny because if you were attuned to Twitter on Saturday, you saw the the comments that Frank Clark had made in regards to how he wasn't wasn't afraid to know Derrick Henry. (laughs) He's like, Derrick Henry ain't that hard of a guy to tackle. Now, obviously, Frank Clark certainly not going to be afraid of Derrick Henry because he's a huge human being he's also himself. A very large. He is. <laughs> he's larger than Derrick Henry, not by a whole lot, but he's still larger than the man. Right. And so he sure as hell is not going to be scared of going out there and and putting pads on Derrick Henry. And he got laughed at on social media. He he was a joke on social media to a lot of people. They were like, "Look at what Derrick Henry did to Earl Thomas last week." Oh man, you should be worried about what'll happen when he comes to Arrowhead, because look what he did in these other games. Look what he did to the Chiefs in Nashville back on November 10th. That's all we heard about. And Frank Clark and his defense stepped up, and they made everybody who criticized them about what he was saying look like a joke because they shut him down. He averaged less than four yards a carry, and I think he was averaging like 10. Yeah, and he was at, I think it was, I think. Nine or ten. I think for the playoffs, I think in the last, like, in the playoffs, I think he was averaging, like, over six, like, almost seven a carry, I think it was. Like, he was just, um, he was a monster. And he's scary, too, because he's the type of guy that if you, you know, everything on ESPN this morning was talking about his story, and he's a little bit on the scary side to me because he has the intangibles, he has the physicality, but a few years back when he thought his career was ending, 
he heard from Eddie George, and he reached out and said, hey, you got to have that mentality. You have to have that warrior mentality when you're coming through the hole. You have to know you're about to blow it up. And he said that coaching and that um, feedback changed his game. And, I mean, the guy is scary, right? The guy yeah. can six three, almost 250. Break any line, get through tackle after tackle. And like we saw the first quarter, I think he did a fine job of that. But something that the Chiefs have been missing was having a complete team game right offense and defense and we saw the offense last year we didn't see the defense but today we saw the defense they came up and they did their thing and they dethroned king henry is what the headlines were yeah i know because that's all we are was watching the, the i kept it, seeing that the, everywhere i was, I was like, watching cbs's pregame king henry king henry and i was like oh that's that's actually not a bad nickname but it was just whack the way they were doing it because they did like this whole british royalty type yeah. package video package or whatever it was terrible it was pretty funny though it was not funny at all i thought it was it funny. was well you have a very low sense of humor i mean i can appreciate it now because of how the chief shut him down it's it's like it's funny after the fact because of the irony of it but right. in the and chief, of itself coming into it the chief's yeah. kingdom and, yeah. you know what i'm saying like they yeah. were trying to start some stuff which it was already on we we heard from obviously you mentioned frank clark running his mouth oh yeah he, he was to start and, he was talking that good old bleep but then he backed it up so <laughs> that was very up. respectable and that's it is funny because I saw like the, the the backlash on Twitter and Frank is still talking that mess. He's probably still tweeting out that mess right now because <laughs> well after the game, hours after the game, he's still talking bleep on on Twitter. And I, I need to Good check his him, Twitter. Man. Good yeah, for him. Go and feel yourself. He said I, that phrase approximately four times in one interview. That yes. Yeah. We are he, the baddest. Yeah, we are the baddest mother bleepers on the planet. I love that, and I love that energy. Because that to me is what fed this defense uh, throughout the throughout the the latter half of the season, and I I appreciate that you that we actually have a leader on this defense that makes these guys feel that way because we didn't have that last year. No. Last year those guys were afraid of failing. This year they are very much so focused on being great that they're not worried about what happens if they fail. Uh, let's get to a call real quick before we uh, get to another break. Dan and KCK. What up, you Dan? You are on the show. Hi, guys. How you doing? How about those Chiefs? After 50 years, we finally did it. We're going to the Super Bowl. How about Frank Clark talking the talk and stopping Derrick Henry with 69 yards? And I was two years old last time the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. I went to the Royals Championship parade. I'm ready for another parade. Take care of yourself, guys. Oh, thanks so much, Dan. Love your energy, man. Dan is great. He's he's probably one of the most. Like, look at Kramer's over here raising the roof. Yeah, Dan we need is more consistent. Dan's. We, we need, need a lot I know of Dan's. More. I know there's more out there. Dan, Dan's yeah, we great. Dan in our life. Dan is great. Dan's got energy at, at any time of the night. He he he's is not really, in his PJs. He brings he's energy. Yeah, he's ready to go. He's ready to watch <laughs> some more football. Yeah, no, it it's gonna be tough for me to rewatch this game. I always like rewatching the games afterwards, if except when they lose. I'm not rewatching a loss <laughs> like that because I don't want to. Reruns on pain. right now, by the way. Yeah, I know so. they keep showing. I'm like. It's like I want to talk about it, but it's all right. Yeah, so yeah, it'll be. Uh, I'll definitely be rewatch. I'll probably rewatch this game on Tuesday because I'm not gonna have time to do it tomorrow. But I'm gonna rewatch this on Tuesday and I'm gonna relive the magic that is Kansas City Chiefs going to the uh, to the Super Bowl. Hey, that shout out to the text line for almost knowing where we're going next with this. But it says Honey Badger MVP coming in from the seven eight five. Yeah, certainly. So- Maybe not MVP of the of the regular season, but certainly one of their most. Besides Mahomes, he's he's definitely the defensive MVP. I think I do not the, have enough playoff. to say about this man's impact on this team. Yeah, he comes in there and he elevates everyone around him. And if you are a player that can make everybody around you better, whew, 
I say leader, MVP, maybe up for discussion. But when we come back, we will actually hear from Tyron Matthew himself. We are back in with 50 hours of Chiefs coverage in acknowledgement and just huge shout out and paying all the respects and sharing all the excitement for the Chiefs after 50 years heading back to the Super Bowl. Right before break, we talked, we spoke quickly about a uh, honey badger text line shouted out honey badger MVP. And the uh, and his new nickname, the landlord, which I is like, such a great nickname. I love that he has acknowledged, like, hey, it was a different phase of my life. I was that then. This is now who I am, landlord, and I collect rent. He said today something about collecting rent for the past fifty years. Oh, he did. <laughs> he he is, collected a lot of rent. You see that? Hit that hit. Was oh, what is his name? Sick. Was it like a tight end? I think it was for the for the that Titans. Was, that was one of the highlights of the Corey game Davis, for me. Oh, Corey Davis. Davis yeah. Oh my God, that hit! I thought he was dead. And honestly, like, like it's, it's a big hit, but it's a statement that he makes. And he just, was, his his teammates are now all hype and more elevated than before. I just love what he does for this defense. He makes so many plays. Just everyone. They literally just let him just do whatever the hell he wants. Like, obviously, you'll have your free safety, you know, Kendall Fuller, just play center field out there in the middle, the in the, in the you know, in the deep middle. Right. And they just have... They just have Tyron just roaming around. He'll play man on on different guys. He'll sit there and play zone over the middle. Sometimes he'll blitz, and if he sees that the that the guy he was matched up on is staying back, you know he'll he'll blitz or he'll just drop back in a coverage. Like he just has so much free reign. He like if you remember what Eric Berry was right. back in 2016, he's like an upgraded version of that because Eric Berry was doing the same thing. But it, it wasn't quite as good as what Tyron is right now. And Tyron has taken so much ownership of that defense. It's really, really impressive to watch. Yeah, and they need it. And it's it's been obviously successful thus far. Um, let's hear from him and what he was saying about after the game. How's this feel? What's going through your mind right now? Man, I'm, I'm just so grateful, uh, you know, for obviously for the people of Kansas City, man. It's been 50 years and... You know, I think to bring that Lamar Hunt trophy back home, um, that was our job today, and uh, I'm proud of our guys uh, for really coming through. What was it like from the moment you woke up this morning to standing here right now on the field after this? Yeah, so look, I was trying to be calm and collected this morning, but I woke up, I was ready to go, man, and uh, we probably didn't start off the game the best way, uh, but we've been through a lot of adversity this year as a team, and uh, so we know how to rally around each other, and I thought we did that today, and uh I thought ultimately we gave these fans what they wanted, and uh, that was a trip to Miami. You guys like that starting slow bull crap, huh? Yeah, we can't do that in the Super Bowl, though. <laughs> it's, it, it's obviously the greatest day of your professional career, but how does it feel to do it for Andy? Man, it's, it's everything. Uh, you think about Coach Reed and really all the people he's uh, impacting positively. You know, you talk about all the head coaches that, you know, he's putting those positions and, you know, all the Hall of Fame players that came under him. Uh, uh, I think this win is definitely for him and Lamar Hunt, no doubt. Is it more important to win it for Andy or for you guys now down in Miami? I think it's more important to keep coach first, man. Uh, he's a hell of a ball coach, and, you know, you don't get a lot of opportunities to go to the Super Bowl. And, you know, he's been there twice, and uh, so uh, hopefully we'll be able to get it done for him. How good is that quarterback? He's the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you. Love that guy. Love what he brings to the table. That was Bob Fesco chatting with Tyran Matthew about uh, just how he felt the game went, how he feels his teammates are doing their job. And 
I mean, again, I don't have enough positive things to say about him and his impact. Yeah, and we talked about this with Frank. We talked about this with Andy bringing that swagger. I think if there's any player that's had like a real, like that's probably the most important for the defensive culture change, it's it's Tyron. Like Tyron came in and he brought responsibility to that defense and he brought trust to that defense. One of the things that we saw with this team last year, you saw guys pointing around before plays, not knowing where the hell they were going. And then it would translate to big plays being allowed for the opposing offense. And this year, these guys are taking ownership. These guys are taking responsibility and they trust each other. Mm -hmm. Whenever Tyron is out there he makes sure that everyone knows where they're at, and these guys know exactly, okay, in this situation, if these guys do this, I'm a, I've am got my side, you've got your side, and I trust that you're going to take care of your things. And that's one of the things that's helped out this defense so much is these guys are now really working as a unit as opposed to everyone just kind of doing their own individual job and not really paying attention to what everyone else is doing. And I got... I, it, it's so fun to watch them play defense right. now because you're just watching them and they got a lot of swagger and they let the opposing team know that they got that swagger and they're a lot more confident in what they do. And I think Tyron is the, the key piece in that confidence being built up. Right. And again, we were talking about it. Uh, he talks it and then he does it. He goes out there and he blows guys up and he sets the example. Something else, just shout out to him. He's an intelligent guy. You know, yes, he spoke, he was asked about... Andy Reid's impact, and he mentioned his coaching tree, and he mentioned the people who Coach Reid has grown, you know, under him, not players, but in the coach, in the world of coaching, and um, just had a good, just understanding of the impact that Coach Reid has had, not only on him already in the short time that he's been here, but, you know, he did say, I've been to three different training camps now, and Coach Reid's was the most difficult one, so he had so many positive things to say about him, and just, you know, paid respect, and I think that goes a long way, and it shows who he is as a guy, as a teammate, on and off the field. And it's really important because if the players don't trust the coaching, yep. it's really hard for you to be successful on the field. And I think we can say last year that the players didn't really tr trust what Bob Sutton was doing defensively as a play caller. But this year, Spags, has just he's got this air about him. He owns it, man. He owns it. <laughs> That's his defense. And he's, he's not making any excuses. He owns it. And... When you've got the players buying in and they take ownership of their responsibilities and they are able to trust each other and know that the other person is going to do their job, it makes everyone everything work better. And that's the thing that I really appreciate about what Tyron's brought to the team is that he's said, hey, this system works. Buy in uh -huh. and we're going to win. And right. that's exactly what they've done been incredible so top of the hour coming up we're gonna hear from the man our qb himself patrick mahomes t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.